Good morning and Happy New Year and welcome to Naples United Church of Christ here in Naples, Florida. My name is Dawson Taylor and I have the great privilege of serving as senior minister. And no matter if you're joining us via live stream, Facebook Live, or if you've downloaded our podcast, we are grateful to have you worshiping with us today. You know, we are in the season of Christmas tide, which in the liturgical year, the church calendar, means that we celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. And so it's still appropriate to wish you a Merry Christmas as well as a Happy New Year. And so again, we're grateful for your presence. And you'll see this represented in worship today by the presence of our Christ candle, which we lit on Christmas Eve. As we begin worship, I want to let you know about a few exciting events that are happening in the life of this wonderful church. There are lots of new adult learning opportunities starting really right away. So I hope that you'll reference your On Eagle's Wings that arrived last month. And in the back, there are all of our classes are listed, as well as pay attention to your e-blasts to stay informed. Our Winter Clergy Roundtable will begin this Wednesday at 5 o'clock, and we're studying a fantastic book entitled The World is About to Turn, Mending a Nation's Broken Faith. It's authored by Rick Rouse and Paul Ingram. And I really would invite you to go ahead and order it and read along with us. There's lots of great things to uh, get us thinking about this in the new year. And of course, check your e-blast and follow the link to join us Wednesday and also to order the book. I also hope you'll join me on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. for our monthly dialogue with Dawson. This is a great opportunity to Zoom in and to join us so you can hear from me about things that are happening in the life of this great church, as well as ask questions directly to me. Deb is also beginning a great class this Thursday from 9 to 1030 on the book, The Sermon on the Mount by Dr. Amy Jill Levine. You may remember Dr. Levine. She was our distinguished scholar in 2015. Again, please check your e-blast for that link, and I hope that you'll join Deb for that great class. This is not only the first Sunday of the year, it's also the first Sunday of the month, which means we will be celebrating communion later in the service. And so, not during the sermon, please, but at some point, I hope that you will gather some communion elements so that as we celebrate communion, you can also celebrate at home. Again, we're grateful to have you worshiping with us today. And as a growing congregation, let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship in this new year. I don't know about you, but this year has been difficult. And I found myself waking up in the mornings more often than I'd like to admit it, thinking about the difficulties of the day ahead. But then other days I started with gratitude. And those days, it was almost as if my day moved from black and white to vibrant color. It makes that much difference. Would you join me now in prayer? Holy mystery, our God, as the page turns to a new year, we begin it here in your presence at this table that we share. And though we're scattered, we trust that the power of your spirit will turn our separateness into a powerful togetherness. The blessing of Christmas that has brightened our days is fading, but today... We gather to celebrate it once again through this mysterious and powerful expression of our life in Christ 
with one another despite our physical distance. Help us to remember the full meaning of the Jesus story that we've just celebrated. Birth, life, death, and new life. As we enter a new year full of unknowns, we turn to you in hope that it will bring freshness, trusting that it will be filled with possibility because you are the God of new beginnings. Well, Lord, as we pause, we realize that there are so many among us who need your healing touch today. Some are flooded with daily stress that's affecting marriages and families. Some know chronic illness that saps strength. Some are watching the ones we love choose paths of pain. Some are anxiously awaiting the hope of a vaccine to bring some relief from this difficult season. And some are fearful of what tomorrow might bring. We can't help but recognize that while we may feel the comfort of a safe home and plentiful food, so many are living on the edge of poverty and hunger and eviction. May our hearts be quickened to be the help someone else may need today. Whatever our situations, you meet us as we turn to you in these moments of quiet. All of us need you, and we reach out for your hand to guide us, your spirit to fill us, your love to embrace us, Teach us to wait with you day by day in quiet ways as we invite the power of your Spirit to transform our lives into instruments of your grace. As we worship today, teach us to see with new eyes the joy-filled moments that exist all around us. Take away our listlessness our blindness to what is beautiful and breathtaking. Empower us then to wake up each morning asking how we can give of ourselves this day. Increase our sensitivity to the people and situations in our world that need our hands or our minds or our voices. Use our gifts that we might be a blessing in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The scripture reading for this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, 
where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, for the gift of this day and for the gift of this new year, we are truly thankful. And in this time of worship, we ask that you would speak either through me or in spite of me, but that above all else, we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. And we ask this in your many names. Amen. A family was driving through Kansas on vacation. Five-year-old Tyler was looking out the car window. Boy, he said, it's so flat out there, you can look further than you can see. Isn't that a great way of looking at the world? You can look farther than you can see. In the early 1930s, an engineer named Joseph Strauss looked out over San Francisco Bay, and in his mind, he formed the picture of the beautiful bridge connecting both sides of the bay. And in 1936, the Golden Gate Bridge became a reality. It became a reality because Joseph Strauss looked farther than he could see. And I think we're living in a time and in a place where our world, our nation, needs a new vision. We need a vision of life beyond this global pandemic. We need a vision where people of conscience look at our public health care system and cry out for a new way to care for the uninsured. 
Scientists look at the troubling signs of a rising global temperatures and hope for a new vision of how to stave off crisis. Many of us long for a vision that will once again unite us as a divided people. Or perhaps you need a vision for your personal life. Some of us are bogged down in seas of guilt or regret. Others of us feel that something is missing from our lives. If only we could see something that we have not seen before. I want to share this idea about vision. If I were to show you a pile of cardboard old car parts, used tires, and other cast-offs, your thought would probably be my first thought. Trash heap, junkyard, eyesore. Yet there was an article in Time magazine a few years ago about a professor at Auburn University who looked at that same pile of items and instead saw new homes. Professor Samuel Mockby is the visionary behind an architecture firm that specializes in making beautiful, functional, low-cost buildings and homes for poor residents in Alabama. Mockby and his students make these wonderful and functional buildings out of trash. Specifically, they turn scrap cardboard old car parts used tires, and other cast-offs into real homes. Last year, some of the students built a chapel and community center for the residents of Mason's Bend, a tiny rural community. The students used more than 100 discarded car windows to make one wall of the center. Former students have made homes out of hay bales or old tires, And some of these homes, which are donated to local residents, are attractive enough to be featured in architectural magazines. These students learn to see value in refuse and to turn that refuse into something beautiful and lasting. Some people look at discarded car windows and see trash. Others see building materials. What's the difference? Vision. What do you see? What do you see on this, the first Sunday of 2021? How you look at your world and how you look at yourself, I believe determines to a great extent how we will contribute to the world around us and how you feel about your life. A prominent African-American pastor who led a thriving church many of whose members were actively engaged in the community around them in various ways. Asked in an interview about the secret of his success, the pastor responded, I hold a crown above my people's heads and watch them grow up into it. Now that is vision. Nothing in our world, nothing in our country, nothing in our church can happen without vision. The world hungers for vision. The world hungers for people who can look farther than they can see. 
in the year 7 BCE, the planets Jupiter and Saturn appeared very close together in the night sky, casting a bright glow similar to that of a large single star. The following year, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn were also closely aligned. Many scholars believe that these two events produced the bright light in the sky that the wise ones followed when they came to Bethlehem. We know the story. It's the story that we celebrate today. But here's what fascinates me. Hundreds of thousands of people living in that part of the world saw the same bright light in the same sky, but they did not leave their homes to go and search. What was different about those wise ones? Vision. It's like the Apple computer ad that appeared in 1997 celebrating the searchers of the world. It said this, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They are not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can praise them, disagree with them, quote them, disbelieve them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. This Thursday is Epiphany, and today is Epiphany Sunday in the liturgical calendar. It is the celebration of the arrival of the wise ones. In our secular language, an epiphany is a new way of seeing or understanding. It's so appropriate that we begin this new year with an epiphany, a new way of seeing, a vision, an image of what the world can be, of what our church can be, of what our lives are yet to be. Like the wise ones of old, we must open our minds and stretch our imaginations. It was once said, we all live under the same sky, but we do not all have the same horizon. Today is a day for acknowledging our expanding horizons. It is a day to scan the skies and to become searchers. And so I wonder... Are you still searching this morning or do you believe that you have found all that you need in wealth, work, family, or hobbies? Are you so content with all the things of this world that you no longer encounter or hunger for a fresh encounter with God? You see, God loves searchers. The wise ones, the magi, were first of all searchers. They were searchers who set out on a journey of faith, and that is important for us to remember. We see it in our lesson for this morning. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise ones from the east came to Jerusalem. 
my wish for us this day is that we will all be searching people and that we will have vision like five-year-old Tyler who first exclaimed, boy, it's flat out there. You can look farther than you can see. The wise ones came searching. Their search took them on a journey of faith. When they found what they were searching for, they offered Jesus gifts. Gifts that represented the very best of them. And I believe that is the kind of vision that we need in this new year. A vision to build new lives in a new world. My friends, receive these words of blessing. Let us go forth into the promise of this new year. And let us go forth from this place to find a self you can live with a cause you can live for, and a redeemer whose love you can live into. And let us go in peace. Amen.